Are you ready to tap into becoming your best self? That's what we do here on the Me I Want to Be podcast. So let's jump right in. Today I want to talk about belonging. It's something that's been on my mind lately, something I'm searching for as I'm navigating a world without the baggage from my past and a world in which I truly like myself. As part of this journey, I recently read a book by Brene Brown called Braving the Wilderness, The Quest for True Belonging and the Courage to Stand Alone. I'm going to provide an overview of this book as we look into what does it mean to truly belong? When I think of belonging, I think about fitting in, and this immediately brings me back to my adolescence and the struggle I had to fit in and make friends, something I think we can all relate to, especially as we developed into teens, navigating middle and high school. I was a kid that moved a lot. I went to a different school every year until fifth grade. It's hard for me to imagine a young child starting a new school every year. I know this happens a lot with military kids, but not so much for those outside of this arena. And at least in the military, you are among other kids doing the same thing. At least I hope so. Being uprooted so often caused me to question my ability to make friends or keep friends. And I've repeatedly experienced the pain of having to walk away from them. These things impact you as an adult. I've replayed the same message repeatedly. First, I don't know how to make friends. Then I don't belong here. Until finally the message was just, I'm not wanted. Does this sound familiar or ring any bells for you? What's your childhood story? Does it have a positive or negative impact on how you feel you belong in this world? I know many people who stayed with the same school district their entire childhood. Some even married their high school or college sweetheart and have stable, loving families. Yet they still struggle with expanding their friendships and fitting in. I hear a lot of women say they wish they had more friends or could make new friends. They feel like everyone around them has these great relationships. And it appears no one needs or wants new friendships. So they feel left out, isolated, and alone. Can you relate? I know I've had times in my life where this felt very true for me. The title of Brene's book is relevant to our discussion, so I want to share her thoughts on the wilderness and her definition of braving. As a researcher, she had this initial thought and says in her book, what all wilderness metaphors have in common are the notions of solitude, vulnerability, and an emotional, spiritual, or physical quest. She goes on to say, as she describes this quest, true belonging is not passive. It's not belonging that comes with just joining a group. It's not fitting in or pretending or selling out because it's safer. It's a practice that requires us to be vulnerable, get uncomfortable, and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are. We want true belonging, but it takes tremendous courage to knowingly walk into hard moments. When I think about navigating the wilderness, I've got to load up a backpack. I need to be prepared. And going in alone is more than vulnerable. It makes me trepidatious, and depending on where you go, it's downright not safe. I'm packing my pepper spray, and there's no way I'm camping in the wilderness. Doesn't really sound like I belong right out of the gates. But what I do understand, and is true from her research findings, is that we all want to belong. And stepping out into the world, there's no clear, well-worn path. We're not going to like some of the terrain. 
and we all have to find our own way deep into this wild world we live in. And that's where braving comes in. Braving is all about trust, trusting others and trusting yourself. Years ago, I heard Brene Brown talk about braving on a podcast with Oprah, and I've gone back to it numerous times and now try to live by these concepts. I would strongly suggest that you all go deep on this lesson and do a Google search on the anatomy of trust by Brene Brown, and you'll find that original recording. So note takers, grab a pen. Braving is an acronym. So here we go. The definition here is focused on the concept of trusting others. B is for boundaries. You respect my boundaries. And when you're not clear about what's okay and not okay, you ask. You're willing to say no. R is for reliability. You do what you say you'll do. A is for accountability. You own your mistakes. Apologize and make amends. V is for vault. You don't share information or experiences that are not yours to share. I need to know that my confidences are kept and you're not sharing with me any information about other people that should be confidential. I is for integrity. You choose courage over comfort. You choose what is right over what is fun, fast, and easy. And you choose to practice your values rather than simply professing them. N is for non-judgment. I can ask for what I need, and you can ask for what you need. We can talk about how we feel without judgment. G is for generosity. You extend the most generous interpretation possible to the intention, words, and actions of others. In this book, she does a great job of exploring the idea of braving from various points of view. And one we should all look at is turning these statements on ourselves and what it means to trust ourselves. She takes these two concepts, wilderness and braving, and provides the following definition on belonging. True belonging is the spiritual practice of believing in and belonging to yourself so deeply that you share your most authentic self with the world and find sacredness in both being a part of something and standing alone in the wilderness. True belonging doesn't require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. I want to explore what this means for our lives. I can look back at so many times when I was the new girl at school, but also at work every time I started a new company or was introduced to new clients, vendors, or people from different departments and offices. What about dating new people, meeting their friends and family, joining a gym, taking your kids to daycare, preschool, or camps, going to church? I can go on and on. We all have constantly been braving the wilderness, and the older version of Karen did not show up authentically or with braving in mind, nor was I sure I wanted to belong, stay long, or fit in, because remember the story I told myself. I don't know how to make friends. So to maintain that self-fulfilling prophecy, what I've brought is a lot of judgment, armor, and fear. Is any of this true for you? Do you have any beliefs about belonging or fitting in that are holding you back? This book has four elements of learning, and I love the chapter titles that she came up with because in Brene fashion, she keeps it real, she keeps it truthful, and she knows it's hard. Think about how you feel when I read these and what comes up for you. The elements are one, people are hard to hate close up. 
move in. This is so candid and true it made me nervously laugh initially as I thought about the small world I occupy. But when I think about doing it, am I willing? Am I able to do that with total strangers? It's one thing to go to church, the gym, or any place of my choosing that has like-minded people or we have something in common. But strangers? Someone I know nothing about? This chapter of her book is meaty and gives the reader a lot to think about as we all navigate our beliefs, values, culture, history, and intentional and unintentional biases. This is where our differences and our emotional safety bring about judgments that keep us at arm's length, where fear and being on guard or putting on our armor becomes imperative, so we think. If this was one of my client's goals, I would ask where they want to start and have them lean into small steps that help them grow into this new place or thing they are trying to achieve or conquer. So let's think about a couple of things that can help us grab hold of this element. First is authenticity and how to show up in the world. I'm a stickler for saying how you treat others, especially strangers or those you don't like, is a reflection of how you feel about or treat yourself. What are your judgments about others? I strongly believe that we should all take our judgments and hold a mirror up to see how it reflects back on us. And for me, I want to move in a little closer to that judgment and understand how this impacts the way I treat myself and those around me, even the strangers I encounter. Secondly, I'm a Christian, and with that comes a responsibility to bring my faith with me wherever I go. And the Bible has numerous passages that teach us and reminds us that we should love our neighbor as we love ourselves and as we have been loved. Now, this does mean our literal neighbor, but also means expanding our footprint out into the big wide world and loving all people. For me, this means examining my judgments, which are fear-based, and dropping my armor and abandoning my fear, and just showing up and standing out in the wilderness of this world, even if at first I don't do anything but be me. At church, people I've never met can sit rather close to me. Standing in line at the pharmacy, I can get squeezed in. Online dating, some men want to hug me even though I've never met them. I've run a few 5Ks and people all push together as the run begins and it's chaos until you find your rhythm. In all of these situations, I notice. Old Karen may have thrown the back off or move over look or blocked the hug. Now I stand, sit, and run in my authenticity and faith. And I've made friends, chatted casually, had a few more dates, and learned a lot about myself and others. I'm flexing this new muscle. What can you do to get comfortable with this element? Next up, number two, speak truth to BS. Be civil. This one seems doable until she digs in and calls a spade a spade. Brene shares her thoughts on the differences between lying and BSing. She says it's helpful to think of lying as defiance of the truth and BSing as a wholesale dismissal of the truth. And here's the interesting point. How often do we BS when we talk about things we don't understand? Rewind on that one. How often do we BS when we talk about things we don't understand, even if it's ever so slightly? This chapter focuses on the concepts of if you're not with me, you're against me, or if you're not with me, you're the enemy. When you think about these statements, where do you stand on politics, gun violence, abortion, and religion? 
Just by association, you can be judged. This impacts family, friends, neighbors, communities, even businesses, topics that are important to us, that impacts us in places and with people that we want to belong. As she closes this chapter, she points out that it starts with knowing ourselves and knowing the behaviors and issues that both push into our own BS and get in the way of being civil. Then she uses braving as a trust checklist. Three things stand out for me here that we can challenge ourselves to explore. They are the ING of braving. Integrity. How do we stay in our integrity when confronted with BS? And how do we stop in the midst of our own emotional moment to say, you know what? I'm not sure this conversation is productive. Or I need to learn more about this issue. Non-judgment. How do we stay out of the judgment towards ourselves when the right thing to say is, I actually don't know much about this. Tell me what you know and why it's important to you. And then there's generosity. What's the most important assumption we can make about the people around us? What boundaries have to be in place for us to be kinder and more tolerant? This whole element for me is about humility, assuming the best in others, and recognize that we interchange between the teacher and the student when we are emotionally aware and open to those around us. Where do you want to start when you think about this one in your life? Next up is element three. Hold hands with strangers. Yikes! This one freaks me out, scares me, and makes me want to run. Then I realize she didn't mean it literally. It's about human connection, getting social, being present, and that we don't have to walk alone. She leans into and shares stories about a number of different events that bring people together, from football, the Challenger disaster, a Garth Brooks concert, to a funeral. So many things that push our differences aside and bring us together, and the human connection we can feel in joy, pain, and suffering. The connection we experience at these types of events reminds us that connection is the spirit that flows between us, and every other human in the world is not something that can be broken. However, our belief in the connection is constantly tested and repeatedly severed. We can experience love and compassion, but when severed, we retreat from the wilderness. Where I've gone with this element is to force myself to join different groups, to put myself out there into the world, and then find the courage to let people see the real me and to be vulnerable about who I am and where I am in life, to not hide to ask for help, and to see how and where I fit in and belong. This is my rendition of holding hands with strangers. What I've learned is that some groups still have an awkwardness to them. I'm still navigating how I fit in, and if it's right for me. But in other places, I truly belong, and it feels magical. That magic gives me hope and will help me each and every time I step further out into this world and out into the wilderness. And that leaves us with element four, strong back, soft front, wild heart. If I take this literally, I'm already there. I've got good bones, a soft middle, and my heart is happy and a little wild. But I don't think that's what she means. This one is about your ability to stand alone. Being in solidarity with yourself does not come easy for some and others. This is all they do. Here I believe there's strength, courage, and a balance about standing in your own authenticity and truth and being comfortable doing so. 
just like it takes strength, courage, and balance on when and how to ask for help. Sometimes knowing you can do it alone, but that it would be much better if you could do it with someone else. And having the courage and fortitude to ask. When I thought about this chapter, I thought about a really good male friend of mine who's really social. Everyone likes him and he fits in and belongs with so many groups of people. He has weekly breakfasts with the guys, a friend group that vacations together, a group that he hangs out with at his vacation home, and on and on. I've always envied him and loved listening to his stories about his weekend adventures and all of his shenanigans. One day I told him how much I admired and envied him about all of his friendships and groups and close friends, and that I felt like nobody ever calls me, and I wish I was involved in more groups. His response surprised me. He said, nobody ever calls me either. I'm the one who makes the calls. I bring people together. That conversation changed my thinking, and I hope it changes yours. My friend has a strong back, a soft front, and a wild heart. He's willing to make the call, be vulnerable, and find joy with people. I want to be just like him, and I hope you do too. Today, think about how you can bring some people together by taking that chance, being vulnerable, and bringing some joy into other people's lives. I want to wrap up with a statement she makes about the mark of a wild heart. It's earned in the wilderness, but there's also a daily practice that changed how she shows up. This statement impacted me, and I hope it does the same for you too. Stop walking through the world looking for confirmation that you don't belong. You will always find it because you've made that your mission. Stop scouring people's faces for evidence that you're not enough. You will always find it because you've made that your goal. True belonging and self-worth are not goods. We don't negotiate their value with the world. The truth about who we are lives in our hearts. Our call to courage is to protect our wild heart against constant evaluation, especially our own. No one belongs here more than you. I love that wrap up. This book gave me plenty to think about as I navigate my own belonging with myself, with others, with God, and with the community at large. I hope it's a book you pick up. I think it's worth the read. It's going to stay on my shelf and I'll definitely read it again. So until next time, my friends, lead with love.